Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Rings of Power Half Hour. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 2, titled Adrift. So, uh, Episode 2 was also released on the same day that Episode 1 was. They came out at the same time, so Grant and I watched them both together. And um, it was nice to see them back to back. And I'm going to give my quick thoughts on the show and then I'll dive into it, What I, how I feel so far. Um, I think it's a good show. It looks really nice. And there are some things in the lore that they changed that um, irked me a little. But overall, I did enjoy it. And um, I didn't enjoy the Gladriel storyline as much as I thought I would. I'm more interested in the other, uh, the dwarves and um, Arondir's storyline. Um, those two storylines I'm more interested in. But I'm still excited for the show. And I think they did a good job for uh with what they had but um i'm going to start out with a summary of the episode uh just a quick overview nothing too in-depth because i mean they're episodes so it'd be easy to just go watch it um then we'll talk about some stuff in the show and then i'm going to talk about some of the lore changes um which i there wasn't as much as there was in the first episode uh pertaining to lore changes um mostly i mean you've probably heard Grant talk about it and if you listen to the first one but um so this episode starts out with uh Gladriel after she dove back in uh to the sea before or uh to get out of heading west and she uh meets up with some humans or some men that are adrift on the sea and then they get attacked by this big leviathan type thing and uh then it's just Halbrand and Gladriel together adrift but then we also get to see um more of the meteor man um which i still don't know who he is i have a few theories which i'll talk about later in this episode about who i think he is but um right now we just see him and we don't really know who he is and nori and uh i think it's her sister or her friend or something are taking care of him and trying to figure out more about him and then we also see kaza doom for the first time uh which was really cool uh with the soundtrack and everything and Celebrimbor and Elrond go to see Khazad-dûm, and um, er, sorry, Elrond has to invoke the right of Singin Tarag. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but um, that's what it said in the captions, because I didn't catch it at first. And uh, neither Grant and I knew what that was, and that's because that's something that they changed in the lore, um, which I'll talk about later. Um, but then he goes in, and the right is pretty much... Uh, like a endurance battle between uh, Durin and whoever invokes the right. Um, and uh, Elrond uh, admits defeat and then has a conversation with him about uh, Celebrimbor and what Celebrimbor wants, uh, which is uh, to create the rings, the rings of power. Um, and then with Arondir, uh he... I don't remember what the name of the town is, or if they even mention the name of it that got attacked by the orcs, but he goes to the tunnel and gets captured, so he's captured, and, um, yeah, so, uh, that was just a quick overview, not too in-depth, because you've probably already seen the episode, and if you haven't, you should go watch it, um, but, so, I'm gonna talk about, um, more in-depth about some of the stuff and some of the lore changes they made, um, so I'm gonna go right back to, uh, the right of Singin Tarag. Um, so, Singin Targ, the right of that was not in the ring or the Lord of the Rings or 
um, the Silmarillion, any of Tolkien's writings, but it's not as much as a lore change, as much as like an addition to the lore. Um, so Singatarak literally means Longbeard in the Dwarvish language. Um, and in some of J.R. Tolkien's notes, uh, it's used as a traditional name to refer to Dorne's people. So it's pretty much just the right of the Longbeard. And all they do is uh, they just smash those rocks until uh, one of them gives up. Um, and I really liked the uh, line that Durin said after uh, Aragorn, or Elrond um, admitted defeat. And he said, it was something like, this is not verbatim, but uh, a dog can howl at the moon, but it can never capture it. Or something like that. I just thought that was a good line. And there are a lot of good, uh, there's good writing in the show, which I appreciate a lot. Um, they talk about Aule in, um, in Khazad-dûm with the dwarves, uh, right before they do the rite of Singantarag. Uh, and Aule is one of the Maya, or sorry, one of the Valar, and he's the one who created, um, the dwarves, so he's like their creator. Uh, but Eru Luvatar is the one who gave them life, but, um, Aule is the one who created them. And then also in Khazad-dûm we get to see the Great Tree of Linden or a sapling of the Great Tree of Linden that's grown, um, that Doran takes care of. Um, and, uh, if you're confused where Linden is, Linden is right to the, um, west of, uh, Eriador, where the Shire is. The Shire isn't a thing at the time that this show takes place, but, um, that's where it is in the Third Age. Um, and Linden was the only part of Balerion that survived the War of the Wrath. I think Grant probably talked about this. I haven't listened to his episode yet because he hasn't sent it to me, but um, he probably talked about it that when they um, panned over to Middle-Earth at the start of the show on the, the map sequence thing, they, uh, Beleriand was not in there. Um, so uh, Linden was part of Beleriand, though. Um, and it, it was the only part that survived the War of the Wrath, um, and the War of the Wrath was just the war of elves men in the Valar against Morgoth, which ended the first age, um, which they kind of allude to. I think that might be what they were showing, um, in that sequence when I, th uh, uh, I think it was Finrod, but one of the, uh, um, Galadriel's brothers was fighting. Um, and then the last thing with khazad is that, uh, both Durins are alive at the same time. And, uh, we've mentioned this in previous episodes about how, um, the whole point of Durin is that there's only one at a time. Um, but Durin the third and Durin the fourth are alive at the same time in the show, which, um, is kind of, uh, like a different, oh, sorry. So both Durins are alive at the time in this show, which is a major lore change. Um, I don't know how they're going to explain it because the whole point is that, um, one Durin dies, and then eventually another Durin comes. You can't have two Durins at the same time. Um, so I don't know how they're going to explain that. Um, I have heard the theory that it's like a vision, but it doesn't seem like it from what we saw in the episode when Durin the th fourth goes to talk to Durin the third. But um, I don't know. And also the point of Durin is that they're supposed to look similar, but uh, Durin the fourth and Durin the third don't really look very similar. So... I'm excited to see how they explain that. Hopefully it's a good explanation and they don't just ignore it and don't say anything about it. Um, the other thing, um, in a Rondir story, um, 
this isn't more of a lore change as much as a um a Rondier story. Uh what is the name of Arondir's or the girl Arondir Bronwyn. Rondier and Bronwyn. I really like their story and what's going on with um that because it's um not as much of a romance as much as it is um just a regular story about them teaming up um and I like that about it because it doesn't put the romance in the foreground it's more in the background um but it still has like those themes of uh the elves and men getting together and uh, how it was not uh how it was not like a normal thing that happened it only really happened two or three times I think I think two um and so that lore change with adding Arondir and Bronwyn um is not a big deal I don't I actually like what's going on with that because um it is a cool insight to some of the more smaller characters that would have been in the second age uh because Tolkien didn't have a ton in the second age so it's more of like a night or a cool look into those types of stories that we wouldn't get with if they just did uh strictly what Tolkien wrote um so I'm really enjoying that storyline too um and then with uh the Harfoots and uh uh Gan- or not oh sorry not Gandalf maybe Gandalf the meteor man um uh I don't I still don't know how I feel about uh the Harfoots in the story they're I mean it's entertaining um and I'm excited or yeah excited to see how they incorporate them into the overall story but I don't know how necessary they are and um I hope they don't take over the show because uh it, the brand or uh the uh Harfoots and th- uh Galadriel storyline are probably my two least favorite parts of the show um so I hope and those seem like they're going to be the two biggest parts so I hope uh the Harfoots aren't the main focus of the show um but uh so with the meteor man um he landed at the end of the first episode and then uh Nori and her friend go see him and take care of him uh throughout the second episode and there's some theories on who the meteor man is and there's some theories on who the meteor man is uh it could be two of or I'm going to go over two possible theories and uh talk about the plausibility of them um and then uh, also not the plus or the possibility that it's not them um so the first and most i think this is the most common one i've been seeing is that the meteor man is gandalf um and uh a few things i noticed that um happened with gandalf or with sorry the meteor man um that could possibly make him uh gandalf is that first he talks to the fireflies which is very similar to the way that gandalf talks to the moths um in the Lord of the Rings, um, uh, but it's also possible that Gandalf is not the only person that can do that. It could just be a regular wizard. Um, but uh, the other thing is that his mark, or one of the marks that the stranger puts on those logs that he's uh, doing and everything, um, is a, looks like a backwards F. Um, which, if you remember from The Hobbit, uh, Gandalf's mark that he puts on. Uh, Bilbo's door, the Dwarvish rune, is, uh, it looks like an F facing the right way. Um, it's not exactly like an F, but it looks like an uppercase F. 
uh, which stands for G for Gandalf. So it's a backwards F um, looking rune. Um, so which, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really want it to be Gandalf because uh, Gandalf doesn't come into the story until the third age. Um, so they have compressed the timeline, but um, I hope it's not Gandalf. Um, another thing with the rune, um, Grant sent this to me actually. He was watching Nerd of the Rings uh, episode, which is an overview of the episode two. Um, and it sa- it says if it was a rune, or, or um, the Nerd of the Rings says if it was it was a rune, uh, the backwards F is G H and not G. So um, we I don't know. There's no H in Gandalf. I don't know. It could be. I don't know what G H would be, but um, it's possible that it could be Gandalf. Um. And he, I mean, he looks similar to Gandalf, and it would make sense, um, not by a lore standpoint, but by a uh, viewership and money-making standpoint for them to have Gandalf because he's like a familiar character. Uh, same way, same reason they have the Harfoots is because they're just a familiar character. Um, but the other possibility is that it could be Sauron, which um, I don't think is as plausible as Gandalf. But um, with Sauron, the reason it could be Sauron is... Um, he comes, Sauron comes back, or gets pushed to the shadow, and then comes back, and he comes back as an elvish form, and he, uh, uh, slowly takes control and tricks people, and then that's how the rings, or the rings come to be, but, uh, I'm not gonna get into that, because they'll probably get into it in the show eventually, but, um, so this could be Sauron coming back, uh, for the first time, um, and, uh, the stranger, when he's saying the words mana uri, um, which is what he's muttering. Um, and, uh, mana means heat. I'm pretty sure. Wait, let me check. Yeah. Uh, no, uru means heat. U-R-E with the accent over the U means heat. And mana means blessed. So it could be blessed heat, um, which would lean more towards, uh, Sauron. Um, but also the reason it could, I don't think it is Sauron is because um, one of the big things with, or one of the main reasons why the hobbits in the Lord of the Rings were able to bring the ring so far and destroy it um, was that Sauron didn't even think of the hobbits and he didn't really have a, like a um, awareness of the hobbits in the Shire um, as a possibility for um, taking the ring. So it wouldn't make sense that Sauron wouldn't, um, be aware of the hobbits in the third age, um, if he came to Middle Earth and the first people he interacted with were primal hobbits, I guess. Harfoots are early hobbits. So, um, it doesn't make sense for him to interact with Harfoots, um, so much if he just doesn't, isn't aware of hobbits in the third age. So that's, uh, I don't know actually if this was a half an hour long or over or shorter i think it's shorter but yeah rings of power half an hour just rhymes so that's why we call it that i i don't know um but i'm excited for this show um i didn't set my expectations too high and i think it exceeded my expectations um but with the lore changes i think i can uh i think i just have to approach the show expecting it to not be strictly to the lore um, and other than that, I really enjoyed the show. 
Um, I mean, there was some parts with... It's mostly Galadriel's storyline that um, uh, I'm not really interested in. And um, I wasn't really... The part where she jumps off the boat and then she's just waiting in the water. um, And then she has to swim like... I don't know how far it is. A long ways just by herself. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't really make much sense. And uh, I'm not really interested right now in her and Halbrand on the, uh, the sea, in the sea, but, um, it's cool to see the, uh, Leviathan type creature, uh, I mean, if you didn't know, my favorite book is Moby Dick, so to see a big Leviathan was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, so that's all I have for the Rings of Power half hour for episode two, um, episode three comes out on Friday, um, I think Grant's gonna be covering that one, so, uh, let us know what you guys think about uh, the show and uh, if you've been enjoying it or just how you've liked it. So um, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys later.